These are Bora Voices. Hey all, this is Chuck McHenry. You are listening to episode 8 of the Bora Pridecast. In this episode, we have some information about uh, Raku, which is a form of ceramic kiln building and burning that uh, is actually pretty spectacular and something we do here at Bora every year. Uh, of course, we have the Prep Period Cold Call. Uh, we also hear from uh, the Culinary Arts Department, uh, who supplied the whole Bora staff with a delicious breakfast uh, a week or so back. Uh, you'll hear uh, about kids going into the National Guard. And, of course, uh, we uh, have to announce that we don't have a Hattie Minute this uh, week. Uh, Hattie had to take an AP exam hiatus, but she will be back in our final episode of the year, which is our graduation episode. And uh, she has some inspiring words, of course, uh, for all the seniors headed out. Hope you listen. Enjoy. These are Bora Voices. Hello, this is Patrick Rose, uh, ceramics teacher extraordinaire here at Bora High School. I wanted to explain a little bit about the Raku Fire and Ceramic Olympics that we hold once a year in the spring. Uh, Raku is is a firing technique. We use a gas kiln out behind the studio. We raise the pieces to a whopping 1,850 degrees, um, open the lid, take them out at that temperature, and put them in what's called a reduction chamber. The reduction chamber is simply a garbage can with some newspaper in it. When the piece goes in, the newspaper lights on fire, and when we cap that can, it sucks the oxygen out of the air. What that does is two different things. Number one, it changes the glaze colors. Um, a lot of metallics, a lot of reds, um, and a lot of blues. The other thing that it does is the carbon that is caught in the chamber then adheres to any part of the Raku piece that doesn't have um, a glaze on it. So you end up with these multiple colors of golds, uh, coppers, reds, blues, and then the contrast against the black um, where the, where the oxygen doesn't hit. The other thing we do with the Raku fire kind of the same day, we also do what's called a horsehair. Different firing technique. There is no re reduction chamber. We take the piece out of the kiln at 1,400 degrees, set it on the ground, and the students then take horsehair or feathers and touch the piece. The carbon, as that burns on the piece, gets sucked into the clay body and becomes permanent. So you have a nice white, colored clay with black lines, um, random lines for the horsehair oftentimes, and then the feathers will actually look like a feather imprint on the piece. The other thing we do that day is we invite um, Eagle High School in and we throw a ceramic Olympics. So students pit their skills against one another in the studio. We do hand building, things like tallest coil, um, how, how high can, can four people build a coil pot, um, I'd eat that. That's an individual event where they would um, create food out of clay. And then we judge them on if we want to eat it or not. Um, speed bowls. That's how many bowls can you make in a 10-minute period. I think we had one team make 33 this year. That was a record. Blindfolded throw where a student sits down at the wheel and is blindfolded and takes the visual out of the visual arts and throws something on the wheel. And then the tallest piece. And they're just building the tallest piece on the wheel that they can they can build. We end up combining um, two firing, Raku fire and ceramic Olympics. 
So all in an eight-hour eight period, we have usually about 60 students from Bora High School and Eagle High School doing two gas firings outside the studio and Ceramic Olympics all day long. Here with Mr. Gert at Raku Day on May 4th, 2018. How, um, how many years have you been taking your kids to this event, and why do you think it's important for them to come every year? We've been doing this for over a decade now. Uh, it's good. It's good to see a different school's culture. It's good to experience new types of firing. This is usually the first time we raku uh, competitive uh, skills building contest. It's just a good way to kind of flex the skills and try some new techniques. Thank you. Do you think um, that the ceramic Olympics are very beneficial to your students as well? Oh, yeah, I, that's kind of what I was talking about. The Olympics there, yeah, the, it's, it's, it's fun to take your skills and then have the uh, time constraints and a little bit of competition to see what comes up. It gets pretty creative and pretty interesting to see what happens in 10 minutes in any given uh, event. Thank you. So I am here with Jean Rose. She comes to this Raku event every year. So why do you uh, come every year? Well, I've been coming every year since Patrick's been doing this, which is, I think, 10 years now. So um, in the old days, of course, they used to do it out in the field and dig a big hole and <laughs> make a big fire. They don't do that anymore. Now they do it over here with the gas. But um, I love to watch the, the kids and uh, watch their uh, process and um, watch. Um, the one thing I love the most, frankly, is the, um, the uh, blind throw. They, they blindfold the kids, and then the kids throw a piece on the wheel, blindfolded, which to me is amazing. I've tried doing one, two eyeballs, and can't do it. So um, they really beautiful pieces they do. Um, and then it's a fun day for the kids. They do lots of different contests. And uh, it's funny, Patrick, who, of course, is my son, uh, goes to the dollar store and buys lots of little presents, and that's what they give out for awards. But it, it really is a, a, a wonderful thing for the kids and uh, teaches them how to respect, uh, again, the process, but also the dangers in what they're doing because it's, it's pretty dangerous out there. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay, so I'm here with Dylan uh, Amden, and he, he is a participant here at the Raku Day. So tell me, Dylan, what firing were you looking the most forward to today? Um, I was definitely looking forward to the Raku lasers more than the horsehair because I wanted to see the colors that would show up in them. And horsehair is really just like a black and white, but it's still really cool. And, um... What ceramic Olympic events are you participating in today? Um, I'm participating in the blindfolded throwing, um, the tallest coil, so we had a very tall tower that we made, um, and the I'd eat that challenge, so we make food for that's out of clay, try and make it look realistic. So why did you choose these events? Um... I was just like, I don't do a lot of sculptures, so I thought that trying to make the realistic food would be a lot of fun. And tallest coil, I was very confident in because, like, I know that I can make coils quickly, and I, I thought it would just be fun for the competition aspect, and I knew that it would be, like, tipping over, and I think that would be an interesting thing to play with. And the blind throw, um, it was just like, I really wanted to do something with my friends that was, like, not the same as always, like, because I don't do a lot of things blindfolded. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun to do, and helping my friend throw things, so I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, uh, well, thank you, Dylan.
So I'm here with Jake Grief. He's another participant here at the Raku Day. Um, so what firing were you looking the most forward to today, the horsehair or the Raku? The Raku. Oh, uh, why is that? It looks pretty cool. <laughs> and it was a pretty cool test. You can be the tallest. Um, what ceramic Olympic events did you compete in today? Um, the tallest, um... The tallest coil pot? Yeah. Nice. Any other ones? No, I just forgot to get in there. <laughs> I was too busy thinking of stuff, so... <laughs> I signed up, but I didn't. I, I forgot it. <laughs> did you have fun here today? Yeah. Uh, if you could come back and do it again, would you? Yes. <laughs> Alrighty, thank you. These are Bora voices. Good morning. Mr. Donaldson, Pat Rose here with the prep period cold call. How's it going? Hey, great. Good, good. Hey, can I, uh, do you have a few minutes that I can ask you some questions? Absolutely. Fantastic. All right, let's just start with full name and then uh, what do you teach here at Bora? I'm uh, Bill Donaldson, and I teach accelerated pre-calculus. That's it? Yep. Just accelerated pre-calc? Yep, that's it. Okay, how long have you been at Bora? I know you've been here longer than I have. Uh, 18 years. 18 years. What did you do before that? I taught at Notice, a small town outside of Caldwell, for nine years before that. That sounds that sounds uh, quiet. Is it, that the right word? <laughs> uh, it was a it was, uh, very good community. It was very homey. Very homey community. Yeah, it was. Well, how did nice. you end up in Notice? Uh, it was it was the first job I got out of college. It was, you know, when they, you, when you graduate from college, you apply everywhere there's an opening and take something. That's right. <laughs> that is correct. Um, so you've always taught. Yes. Okay, because a lot of teachers have like a a prior um, like career. And then I, move I didn't into have a teaching. career beforehand, but I did. I was in the Marines right out of high school. Oh, I didn't know that. What did yeah, you, so you do in the Marines? I shot down airplanes with missiles. Really? Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> off of a boat or off of a... Off the ground. Really? Yep. Where were you stationed? Yuma, Arizona. So you... you Wait a minute. So in Yuma, Arizona, uh-huh. you were shooting planes out of the air with missiles. That's right. Okay, what um, what is this, a Delta flight? What What are you talking about? Uh, it's uh, actually the the busiest and largest uh, air f- airport in the Marine Corps is in Yuma, Arizona. But I don't understand why you're blowing up planes. Oh, we uh, what we are is a um, we're to protect an airport. So it's it's part of the military coverage. So every every military base has security and we were air security gotcha and so we would go practice we shot down drones and a few planes a few lot you know that kind of stuff but no actual combat gotcha okay oh that's interesting i had no idea it was great fun um getting back to teaching okay um what's your favorite lesson unit subject and why um I think I like teaching uh, 
graphing polar equations and polar coordinates because it's 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 unique. It's different than what the kids have ever seen before. So when you hit completely new stuff like that, it's they like it more because it's more fascinating to them because it's so different. Okay, so what's a polar? What did you call it? A polar? Polar coordinates. Coordinate. What's a polar coordinate? So what that is is it's just a different way, a different technique of graphing, and it's a. It, you you use uh, equations, you know you know like your normal x y axis graph. Right. Uh, polars don't have an x and y axis; they have concentric circles. Huh. And you graph around those concentric circles, which makes graphing curves and really wild shapes huh. um, super easy. Very small equations, but very powerful. Okay, makes no sense to me at all. It's, it's lots of fun. In fact, most of the big art designs are based off polars. Huh. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. All right. I'll have to come down and see a picture. Yeah. Or, a, or a graph. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one last thing, and then I'll let you go. Um, what's the one thing you love most about Bora? Um, it's not notice. Is that it? Uh, you know, I really like notice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I did. I, but the only thing I didn't like about notice was um, it was so small. Right. And I like I like the staff. I like the math department staff. I like having that community of people that I can talk to and work with and bounce ideas off of. I, that's the thing that I did not have when I was at notice. I was the only math teacher. Right, right. Yeah, we do have a great math department. Yeah, That is do. for sure. All right, um, one last thing. When was the last time you were out taking pictures? Because I know you're a, a photo buff now. Uh, yeah, I was out uh, over spring break. Yeah, where'd you go? Uh, I was out on the breaks of the Salmon River uh, east of Grangeville. And or west you, of Grangeville, I'm sorry. Did you get some good shots? A couple. It was, uh, it was there's a, a couple sunset shots and some mule deer pictures that were, there was, some, there was some decent stuff. Very cool, very cool. I'll let you go. Thanks for your time. Hey, you bet. And um, check us out on the Bora Pridecast. Next time it comes out, we'll let you know. Thanks a lot. You uh, have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Bye. These are Bora Voices. Hi, this is Ms. Johnston. And every year, the culinary arts students, um, led by Ms. Shannon Holt, come in and make breakfast for the staff. So we sat down with her to find out a little bit more about that. So what did you guys just get done doing? Made omelets. Yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> for the teachers and staff. And this was for your culinary arts class? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your favorite part about this class? I love getting to actually cook. Because we did nutrition last semester and we did get to cook a little bit. But this class we get to cook like three times a week. And that's a lot of fun. What's your favorite thing you've learned how to cook this year? Croissants. Definitely nice. a lot of fun. <laughs> Definitely croissants. Cool. Uh, is there something that you want to learn how to make that you haven't learned yet? I want to learn how to make a risotto. Oh, very nice. Is that cooking something that you guys want to do for a job or something you do for fun? Um, I'm hoping to get into that line of work, but I haven't made anything for sure yet. Okay. I'm planning to do it after high school, yeah. Okay. Right on. These are Bora Voices. Hi, this is Miss Boyd, one of the members of your podcast team. And this 
spring semester, I saw Mercedes. I was lucky enough to see Mercedes Garcia each day. And sometimes she would be in a very formal and good looking uniform. And I was curious and needed to learn what is the difference between students signing up for the National Guard and students in ROTC. So on a lovely spring day, I went outside with some of our students that have signed up for the National Guard. They were having um, some photos taken, they're seniors, and had a little chat and they told me about their exciting plans. Okay, so we're outside uh, the Bora Gym on a super sunny day, and you guys are suited up in some kind of warm uniforms. What's going on? Who do we have here? Oh, I'm Mercedes Garcia. Yep, and senior, and? Oh. Alex Wilson. And American Zenas. And what do you guys all have in common? We are enlisted in the Army National Guard. Okay, so how did you choose to enlist, and when did that happen? I enlisted on February 12th. I chose to because it seemed the best fit. I wanted to go to college and enlisted in a branch of the military, and it just kind of fit the circumstances. What you wanted. Yeah. So uh, it was a pretty funny story on how I got into here. So I was uh, chilling on the outside of uh, the court on, in, the, in the new gym because the National Guard came in with their big old battle balls that get inside they're inflated and you bounce around and whatnot tons of fun but I I was a little injured so I was sitting out and uh Sergeant Fowler had the opportunity to talk to me and so I was like wow that's pretty uh pretty interesting and so he ended up getting me set up and whatnot and uh I mean ever since I was a kid I was like dude the military is pretty cool (laughs) and I just never knew what branch was right for me and so I got the information from Fowler and I was like this is uh this suits me pretty well okay so you guys enlisted in the National Guard and we're gonna have uh America tell us how you made that choice or what um well I enlisted January 29th it was actually my birthday and I don't know I wanted to be a firefighter for a really long time and I found out that you can do that through this and then so I like looked it up and then I met Sergeant Fowler and the more I learned, the more it was, like, fit for me. And I didn't even care if I was a fighter fighter. It's just what I wanted to do. So that's what I decided to do. And college. It's just, like, it gives you so many opportunities that you can just grow with. And that's what I wanted. All right. So what's the process now that you guys are getting close to graduation? What's going to happen? Well, after we graduate, so we go to drill one week in a month, make about $200 for two days of training. And then uh, over the summer... Each of us ship out on a different date to basic training to different locations. And then basic training is 10 weeks. And then after that, we go to our job training, which is AIT. And then that the length of that training differs based on whatever job we get. And what job did you choose to train for? I'm essentially going to be a truck driver. Awesome. And how about you? I'm going to be a small arms and artillery repair. And I'm in logistics. Brainy, I like it. So, um, do you guys have any excitement or fear for basic training? I'm so excited. I just, yeah. I'm I'm like super excited. Like I'm scared, but it. I've always been someone. Yeah, I've always been (laughs) someone that if I'm not challenged, then I'm just really bored. And I know every day is going to be hell, and I'm excited for that. So, (laughs) I'm excited. Yeah, just jump into hell feet first, right? (laughs) Yeah. They're seniors. Yeah. Here they go. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, no problem.
Thank you for listening to episode eight of the Bora Pridecast. We will have a graduation Pridecast coming up shortly since graduation is next Wednesday, May 23rd. We'll have some sounds of graduation and some sounds from graduates. Thanks for listening.